Greetings and welcome to the Broken Shovel Podcast. My name is Lucas Daniels. I'm Eric. <laughs> and we are two Vermont residents, both homesteaders of different sorts, passionate about the environment. And uh, we're starting a podcast called Broken Shovel. Um, and on today's show, we're going to be talking about ourselves. Um, some of you may have followed us over from our much sillier show, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, this is very different. Uh, so if you want Hi, to Delta. Out- Hi, Megan. <laughs> if you would like to uh, check out our other show, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Dollar Tree, where we talk about things, comic books, movies, comic book movies, uh, all that sort of stuff. Here on Broken Shovel, we're talking about homesteading, the environment, and creating a sustainable future uh, for ourselves and future generations. Eric, hi. I should let you hi. talk. How are you? <laughs> I am. I am good. I am Thinking of climate change and whatnot, I am absolutely not loving this weather. Uh, yeah, it's kind of abysmal, but I, it, you know what? I took the weekend off. Um, ah, I prepped, nice. I prepped one bed and did nothing but pick mushrooms. Nice. Uh, so, uh, See, my, yeah, it, I, my garden was done last weekend, so I was already planning on not doing much. Yeah. But then it's like, it's rainy and cold. Like, yeah. it's, the cold is what is, like, just messing with me. Because we went from we went from ninety degrees on Thursday to ninety six. Wow! I don't. I didn't check the high because you know I don't have my weather station up, and I have right. to pick one out and buy one. But I it was in the nineties when I was driving around the uh, the area, and then we went to today. It's not going to get out of the fifties. Yeah. So uh, weather here, and and I mentioned before, we are in Vermont. The weather in Vermont this year in particular has been absurd. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I think I'm I'm just sort of speaking for you here, Eric, but I think this, the local changes that we are seeing so rapidly is a big part of wanting to kind of start discussing things like this. And I know we talked about the reasons we wanted to do this show and talk about homesteading and, and the environment. And I, I yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm freaked out almost all the time. Yeah. Like I was, uh, I was driving up and down one thirteen a few times this week, uh, heading from Royal stop by once. No, I didn't. I was actually at the Versher hub too. I know you can kick me later. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I know, right. terrible. But driving that whole route, I did the, I mean, I did the whole loop from Fetford all the way around back to Royalton on 113 and right. just seeing and then driving back up to Chelsea, the difference in like uh northern facing slopes versus southern facing slopes on what got hit hard by that deep freeze we got. Really alarming uh, looking out over the hills, uh, you know, mm-hmm. with the view that I have here. You, you can see these, these, uh, how do I describe this? These like blank spots. Pockets of brown. Line. I call them, my, I call them pockets of brown. That is, yeah, very accurate. I, I mean, I just look at them like, like, you know, they didn't finish filling in the image. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, pockets of brown. It's, it really is. And um, we're talking about our first show, our first actual show, where we're not just mm-hmm. talking about ourselves, being yeah. about this, this terrible freeze that hit us here yeah. in Vermont. And um, uh, there's going to be a pretty severe environmental and economic impact mm-hmm. from and, it. Yeah. But that's for next week. Yes. Uh, 
awkward silences are awkward. a big staple of what we do together. Yes. Uh, yes. Who who talks next? <laughs> this is this where we'll have oh. our third person will be perfect. Of yes. We just uh, arranged a producer. I would like to thank uh, my good friend, Lily, um, as she's been on uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Dollar Tree before talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And uh, she's going to be our producer on the show. She'll be on the show. She couldn't join us today. It's her birthday. Happy birthday, Lily. Happy birthday, Lily. Um, <laughs> um, and, uh, but she's going to keep us on track and uh, make sure we don't go off the rails like we do yes. on our other show. And hopefully uh, so. keep the awkward silences to a... Right, um, <laughs> right. You know, she'll be pointing at us and in the chat telling us Come who to on. talk. <laughs> Wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Eric, I know you've got a couple things uh, you wanted to talk about. Yeah, like I was going to say like uh, a little bit about your homestead, and I'll tell a little bit about my homestead <laughs> and... Uh, Things that we are currently doing and maybe something we'd like to be doing to be more sustainable. Okay. Um, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. So, like, I uh, – okay. my homestead is rather rather minor. I've, I've just recently bought my house, so I'm really starting to gear up and get into having more. I have uh, recently acquired uh, a flock of chickens from my sister, so I'm getting right. – I'm getting upwards of two dozen, e two to three dozen eggs a week right now. Fantastic! And you're selling yeah. eggs now. And I'm, on the side. I, I, you're getting a little extra. I haven't money. I haven't started selling them yet because my between my mom and my sister, they come and pick up eggs often enough that I don't. <laughs> and and I'm using more eggs too because I just want to ha having fresh eggs in your diet is just really good to have. Your coat does look shinier. It does. It um, does. Although my doctor, I, although next year when I get my blood checked. My doctor is probably going to yell at me about my cholesterol. Uh, but I also have a, a garden. I uh, do – I foster some very nice blackberry and um, trying to bring back my raspberry bushes. But so far, I just have these beautiful blackberry bushes that I like to do fun stuff with in the fall. Okay. And like jams, jellies, uh, uh, anything edible, like that? Or, edibles. Or just – Edibles. Ah, uh, yes. Your edibles. Yes, your famous yes. edibles that I have never never experienced. No, because I actually uh, I have I have the bag of blackberries from last year still frozen in the freezer, so they're they're still ready to go. But I never grew. I still haven't made my new uh, uh, edible juice, as I would call it. Because <laughs> it's not a t it's not a tincture. It's not a uh, it's not a standard tincture that you would expect. <laughs> Yeah, you get you get pretty nerdy with it. I do. I um, do. <laughs> and for anybody outside of the state, weed is legal in Vermont. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is potentially something we will talk about is like making edibles that we do with with our sustainable stuff of like because my edibles I try to make out of all locally sourced or grown ingredients like the black my blackberries, mm -hmm. my grown weed. Uh, I try to get honey from as local as possible as my sweetener. Very nice. Well, that's that's what I did with my mead, or not my mead, my dandelion wine this year. Mm. Is obviously the dandelions are from outside of my front door. Yeah. But uh, uh, the honey is Northwoods apiaries uh, and uh, you know things like that. So it's 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 one of those things, and and they do everything in glass, so it's reduced. Oh, nice. Plastic. Yeah, reduces I like my plastic. I like. There's a guy at the uh, Norwich Farmers Market has the best honey. 
Oh, good. Good to know. Because Meg, Meg goes there all the time. I love the Norwich um, Farmers Mark. I'm so glad it's back. So uh, uh, I'm sitting on. Uh, I have a very different. Uh, oh well, what do you? What's your next step here for your homestead? My next step uh, for my kind of starting it out uh, is just to keep working on the garden and uh, getting be, pulling more and preserving more from the garden than I have on the past. Because in the past, I've just basically pull it from the garden, goes into that month, that night, so that week's meal. Like one of my favorite things to make is my uh, my cherry tomato soup. I, you know, something I'm really interested in because something, you know, people will see as the show uh, starts to come out is that we are making videos and things like this. And Eric has a very unique way of making salsa that I mm. hope comes, uh, comes around. Uh, oh, with a, yes. With a meat grinder. <laughs> yes, I, I plant. That is actually one of the plants. I need to get more peppers for my, because my, the peppers I bought did not come in well. So I have to go buy peppers to put in. But yes, I am, mm. pl- I have uh very nice white onions to go in it. I have nice a good hearty tomatoes for it, and then I got to get peppers, and then I'll find somewhere local to, somewhere local for the garlic. Nice. Uh, yeah, I didn't do garlic this year, but my asparagus is coming in on nice. its second year now. So nice. Um, if you're doing that one thirteen loop again, the crossroads uh, um, uh, greenhouses are open. Oh, okay. I got some starts there. Uh, okay. A couple weeks ago. Yep. I go, um, I, I like going to, uh, I, I'm planning on going an evening this week, but the uh, Foster's Gardens in uh, Sharon. Never been. No, they're, 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 in Sharon. Yep. There, she's uh, right on Route 14 park, Parks and near the fire station. Okay. Good to know. Yep. Um, my homestead situation is a little different from yours. Yes, um, it is. I'm <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm full time in, into this now uh, for this, for beginning this year um, really has put an interesting level of stress on gardening. <laughs> uh, we have uh, uh, my wife and I about four years ago, bought this property pre pandemic would have never been able to afford it after the pandemic, but um, we've got about 10 and a half acres in Berkshire, uh, uh, Vermont, which is a town of about 700 people, which I love because I'm, uh, I'm not, there's nobody around. Um, and I, Gosh, I mean, my garden is huge. I was trying to count. Uh, we, we take a very different approach to the garden, and it's lots of little beds surrounding our, our immediate home. So we can harvest and eat, harvest and eat, and mm-hmm. it's kind of how we live our summers and falls. Uh, I think I have like 11 or 12 individual beds right now. Uh, some of them are designated for flowers uh, for, that we're going to be uh, is part of what we're selling at the farmer's markets this year. Um, including hot sauces, which is why I have so many pepper plants. Uh, but it's it's this is a for profit organization up here, as well as uh, taking care of uh, my small family. Um, so uh, it's I don't know. It's a little different, a little more stressful. Yeah, it, uh, I I seen coming up and having seen all the work you've done, I <laughs> I am blown away, and it just like it's. I look at your stuff and just go, I'm glad that's not me. <laughs> well, like I said, we did take the weekend off. We do a really good job of checking in with each other and preventing burnout and taking tasks from the other person. And, yeah, and see, that's like that. yeah, that's so where I struggle because I, I burn out from, regu- from my day job during the week and then <laughs> don't have the motivation to, like, go out for hikes in the evening and hunt for mushrooms or right. go – 
go. I mean, I am tend, I'm trying to make it a point to tend the garden a lot better this year, but yeah. it is hard to find I, the motivation at times. My best friend in the garden this year has been a milk crate. Oh. Like being able to sit on the milk crate and carry my stuff in the milk crate. Yep. Like I just something about the position of sitting as opposed to like kneeling to mm. weed and things like that. I'm uh, loving it. Um, but yeah, I lost my thread there. Yeah. Really? Where are you? Yeah. Great. <laughs> what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> your, your many, many unique gar- beds. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, right now, so we're doing a lot of dye plants, plants that you can use the roots and the flowers and things to make dyes with, uh, which is going to be another another thing we hope to have uh, for sale at some point. But um, I'm really getting to learn a lot about, you know, uh, dye plants. Yeah. I've never known anything about that. And uh, my wife is a genius in the garden. So I, I get to learn a lot of that stuff. But we've got Peppers, carrots, beets, broccoli, cauliflower, lettuces, peas, so many dry uh, beans for drying this year. I have two huge beds of black beans and one bed of pinto because we eat beans. It's such a great source of protein and it stores dry. You don't have to do anything. I let it dry on the on the stalk and I'll eat beans all winter uh, that way. And nice. I'm a big fan of the beans. Um, we are growing a, a bunch of amaranth, which is some uh, those, I gave you some seeds. I don't know if you planted. Them I did not, not get them actually um, in the ground and started. I'm actually going to get them started inside and in now, and then put them outside. Yeah. They're, they're beautiful plant. Every part of it's edible. Um, and that's a lot of what we're doing this year too, is, is a, a, an entire plant that's edible and, you know, and, and flowers that are edible and flowers that will make, uh, salves and, mm. and things like that. We're, I, I've always described us as somewhere between doomsday prepper and, uh, you know, hippie. Super crunchy, <laughs> super crunchy, <laughs> super crunchy. Um, but yeah, um, we're really going for it. Winter was different this past year and we want to be able to have some security in our food. Yeah at home uh because there were points where it was almost like we weren't going to get out for a day or two this past winter yeah the uh the the some of the snow we got and ice we got this year which goes into our climate talk and stuff of like how different this winter was and how vermont winters have been changing or are going to continue to change and potentially we're going to see more of these icy storms with large amounts of snowfall Event and we immediately will turn around and have massive meltage and flooding within a week. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I've seen this a, a big change over the last four years. Mm-hmm. But you've lived here mo- like ninety five percent of your yep. life. Like, uh, it must be alarming it, for, as a native. It, it is. Uh, and I was, I was thinking about it as a like earlier. It's like I can remember growing up and like every year we would have, even at my house, we would have by, by March, we'd have three or four feet just of the sustained snow. Like, yeah, it, it'd get warm into the thirties, but not like it does ne- like recently where it gets into forties during the, during the week or during the, the months. And then we, yeah, you know, we get the good snow still, but it's all melting because it's also turning around and getting warm. And that's something that didn't happen before. And even the last 10 years, because when I first moved back, it was still, it wasn't as warm in the winter still. And I have years where right. we get like a good amount of snowpack, 
But yeah, the last five, 10 years, it's very much drastically changed where we'll get, we'll get that nice snow, but there's also been years we've just had, we've gotten like no snow. Yeah. And it's, it's, there's been a level of cruelty to the weather this year mm -hmm. where it's, it, it gets really nice and then everything gets wiped out by yep. another star. Something and else happens. It's really nice again. And I, you know, and after last year's mud season, which was terrifying for so many. So, and then, and the this year was kind of not that bad. Nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I mean, nothing for me. I had, I think on uh, the road for work, it got a little muddy, but they, they stayed on top of it. And I mean, even my road, like my road normally turns pretty bad and they, they, I think they had to drop dirt two, three, maybe three times this year. Yeah, I, I got two or three drops up here. And, and you've seen when you came up for that party in January, that was pretty bad. Yeah, in January. In January yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, the, the, so the just... roads never really got that good deep freeze, even though it was cold. It never really like froze froze, at least on the roads. I know the ground, we had a good deep frost this year. But the roads, it because we they didn't have the snowpack on them and they don't get the snowpack. They did not freeze like they normally do. Well, and I think this is a good opportunity of what to talk about what we're doing with this show. Yeah, uh, we've kind of it kind of hit a little bit here and there, but mm -hmm. maybe we we take a minute and we talk about you know uh, even just our segments and what we're going to be doing yep. in each show. Um, I have to find the page where I wrote all that down in our little meeting we had before this, <laughs> but it's around here somewhere. Um, so you know we we. We both talk a, a lot, yep. and you know, and and it usually vacillates between two to three subjects: mm -hmm. comic books, <laughs> environment, and Poli You know, probably just a little, little, a little bit of politics. A <laughs> little bit of politics, um, but here we really want to be talking about what's happening on our homesteads and learning not only from you but maybe you can learn from our mistakes uh because i i've made so many um and have gotten to learn a lot about that and and finding ways to lessen our dependence on the supply chains mm -hmm. uh for me it's reducing plastics in my life um uh, and things like that i it, Am I missing anything here nope, Eric, I, about the sort of the goals of the nope, show? Say, uh, and like t and teaching people like, hey, like here's how like you get your good harvest. Ways that you can can keep it. Like like we, we before the show we were talking about like build each of us having to build a root cellar to better preserve some like carrots and potatoes and onions because you can get those to last throughout the entire winter. If you prepare mm -hmm. the area where you're storing them right. Yep. Yep. And you cure them correctly. And there's, there's just a lot of steps to a lot of these things. And um, I, I really, really don't want to, you know, where we are being overly dependent on the supply chain is going to be a problem. Uh, it's, it's, you have to be able to turn to yourself and support yourself. Yep. And uh, we want to help people do that. And also maybe take, a little wind out of the sails of environmental disasters yeah. by keeping things more local, by keeping things uh, our own. Is that what you say? Yes, uh, our accurate? own or being able to be like, because I look at the, uh, the recent 
threat of the rail strike, as an example, that would have yeah. devastated our area because of the goods wouldn't get to mass in New York to then get trucked up here. It, that it'd be getting yeah. trucked from elsewhere so far away. And we wouldn't see the fresh, as much fresh produce. We wouldn't see as much meats and, and dairy products on the shelves. Uh, bread would right. have been, Oh God, I don't think, I didn't want to think about grain products. Yeah. We just, this it's, whole cascading uh, chain of events that, they're like, yeah, like you don't think that something like that would affect us up here because we have very little rail infrastructure here. No, it's it's uh, there's there's so much dependency on systems that you don't see <laughs> that uh, it's it's important to be aware of those things. And we aim to, to be be more aware ourselves, but also help other people become aware. Yep. Booyah. Marching, marching forward towards utopia. Yes, utopia um, or, or, or <laughs> dystopia, however you want to look at it. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's pretend I'm Lily. What else you got there, Eric? Um, I think a, a good wrap, kind of a wrap-up question is, uh, like, because we're talking about the, uh, the climate, these, uh, like, global supply chains, uh, the ripple effects, but like, what is something, like, if you could change something right now on a national, global scale to have a good major effect on the environment slash climate change, what would you want to change? I would want to nationalize uh, the railroads and airlines mm-hmm. and... Uh, things like that, because not only the disasters that we've just recently seen that have had an extreme uh, in, in uh, what is it? Uh, Beth- what? Gosh, all of a sudden Be- uh, was it Bethlehem, Ohio? Uh, Palestine. Palestine. I knew Palestine. I knew it was a re- yeah. vaguely religious sounding name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but thank you. You got me there. Um, seeing things like like these hyper local disasters that are happening from deregulation and things like yep. that. Uh, I, deregulation I and uh, I, I, a huge driver of a lot of what's going on is corporate greed as well. Correct. Yeah. And, and, you know, we start taking, and I, I just use this term, but the wind out of the sails of corporate greed and, you know, this greedflation that yep. we're, we're experiencing now, um, you know, a big major step in that is to nationalize certain systems like rail and airlines and transportation. And maybe we'd see things like high speed rails and supply chains yep. wouldn't be as heavily yep. affected. We'd see, I, that, but. I've, I've always, I've, I've been a, for years, I actually got laughed off of a, out of, out of a uh, public speaking class because I, I told, I, I, we, one of the hypotheticals of the class they said, okay, like this is your one of your midterm projects of you have to present uh, – if you were running for president, you have to write write a campaign speech. And like what would you run on? Mm-hmm. And mine was I would nationalize rail and literally and make rail – bring back the rail that from the 1800s into the 1930s that made America come into the, into the modern age. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that was very forward thinking of you at that time, I would say. Um, But, you know, uh, yeah, there's there's hundreds of things I would like to do, 
Eric, but you know, that I think seeing recent headlines and, and things like that, 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 that sort of hyper local disaster and you, you and your neighbor are experiencing the exact same disaster mm-hmm. and everybody else in the country forgot about it when it left the news cycle. Yep. Um, and yep. I, I just to, yep. to prevent things. Yeah. Like that, we need more Paramount yeah, for me. Paramount. Cause we also, we need more, we also, the, the ties back, we need more Aaron Brockovich's in the world. Yeah, yeah, um, but they, you know, they get mocked to to you they know, get mo- distance, mocked, you know? silenced, and uh, they some of them disappear. Yeah, uh, I don't really want to talk about those recent arrests. Nope. And it, oh God, would they, yeah, cop, yeah. Let's not talk. Yeah, we had that cop city gets political, and we do. We want to try not to be super political, but I mean, you're gonna. We it will come out. We we yeah yeah. We do have our biases. And um, we are not ashamed of our mm-hmm. biases, but for the purposes of education, we, we're doing our best. Yep. So, <laughs> but we are human. Um, what about you? If you could do something, mine would be I, right I now, immediately Eric. right now is replace every cold fired p- power plant with a with the. I, I, I nuclear is not clean, but the. The cleanest nuclear we could we currently have. That's another thing is is like with nuclear power in this country, Georgia has the first two new nuclear reactors in like is it seventy years? Um, I think it's closer to sixty, but I could be wrong. Yeah. This is where we, you know, Lily. Yeah, this is where we need Lily to fact check us. But yeah, like it's <laughs> like we have not had like because of the nuclear disasters, Chernobyl, Three Mile Island, Fukushima, there is a massive reluctance and people don't realize is that we have not built a new nuclear reactor and all of our nuclear plants are 60, 70, 80, 90 years old. God, I can't believe right. it's actually that long since we built the first nuclear power plant. That's crazy. That's that's crazy to think about. But also, like, we also need to have. We I wish we had researched and invested more in it, like Europe has or Japan has, and even China has, because we could be have it so much cleaner and the disposal of the nuclear waste be better to where we don't have so much waste product from that. All right. I love it. And I really, I'm really looking forward to making the show with you. Um, yes. You know, I, I really enjoy the other show because um, we get to blow off some steam and, and just curse and, and be and, silly and, and laugh, and, laugh and talk about nerdy, nerdy things. But this is such another like passionate part of our mm-hmm. lives of, uh, you know, working, working and growing food and preserving food and kind of looking at the global situation. Yep. Um, so I think this is going to be really great for, for us and hopefully others. Yep. So um, we'll be airing episodes on Tuesdays every week. Um, you'll be finding us on all of the major podcast platforms as well as YouTube, yep. uh, where hopefully somebody's watching this now. Um, and yeah, um, if you have questions, uh, things I've, you want us to talk about, uh, things like uh, uh, show ideas or if we've tried certain things or if we're going to try certain things in our, uh, in our, our canning or gardening or preserving stuff, uh, any questions at all. 
Yeah, so you can reach us, uh, BrokenShovel802 at Gmail. Um, any questions? Do you think your tomato plant looks funny? I'll take a look at it. I might not know the answer, but I can help you figure it out. Um, and uh, I'm on TikTok, Broken Shovel Farm. Eric is currently social media free, but I can get messages yep. to Eric very easily. Um, and uh, we're... We're everywhere. There's going to be links below this video. Uh, check them out. Um, smash that like button or yeah, whatever, whatever they yeah, whatever <laughs> the hip hip zennials X's or whatever whatever gen they're currently calling the young hip kids. Yeah. Well, and uh, real quick before we hit like the thirty minute mark, yeah. I really want to just mention. So Gen X, uh, I've been been sold that this was the environmental disaster was my fault the entire my entire life, you know, that I had to recycle and I had to do all these things and, and all of that. And you I'm, are, I'm uh, a you're, late, you're, I, I am a late, late millennial where I, they, okay. I, a lot of, I, we, we like to be called like, I like Xennial because I'm, I don't identify with millennials as much as I do Gen Xers being someone born in 85, but but mm -hmm. based on the, the charts or whatever how they base these things, <laughs> I'm technically a millennial, and I am I am my generation's being blamed for all the economic crisis we are currently dealing with. Right, um, but also the environmental. Yes, and the environmental, but not so much okay. the environmental because your your generation <laughs> takes the blame for that one because we're we're the generations Even that are though. fixing it. Yeah, I was the generation that experienced the corporations telling us that we had to do more and then watch commercials on television showing what they were doing. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, corp oh, God. So yeah, I, think, that's... I think we both have a really sort of interesting um, backgrounds that that uh, is going to hopefully bring a lot yeah. to this. Uh, and then uh, Lily, who is firmly a millennial. Yes. Uh, so or maybe even Z. I don't know. I don't look. At yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't um, know when but, Z starts. It's a time, but yeah, we look. I look forward to. Yes, this I do as and, well. I uh, look forward to this. I look forward to hearing from our listeners and hope we get lots and lots. Yeah, I'll, I'll be aggressive on TikTok. Don't you worry. TikTok loves an old man. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, that's our show. Bye. Bye.